0: It's a good start. I already scared a cat. Oh.
1: Which one?
0: I I did not realize Bean was right underneath me when I clapped. He is no longer underneath me.
1: Bean. Oh my gosh. I...
0: I realize that's also the thing I do when they're like scratching something they shouldn't is yes. I clap loudly at them. So he's probably like, oh what my God, I, I wasn't even doing anything.
1: That's exactly <laughs> how I was with Tuesday too. If he was being bad, I'd clap yeah. so that he, like mm-hmm. it would startle him and, you know, yeah. he'd run run away from whatever he was doing that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes if I laugh really hard, I clap my, like I'll like clap, like, mm-hmm. like slap my knee kind of thing. It would scare the shit out of him. I'm like, no, oh buddy, God. you're not in trouble. I'm sorry. Okay. So, this is funny, and no one else will
0: believe me. You you might believe me. I so, believe you. Bean is very smart, and he knows a lot of words. And we, P L A Y, I can't say that, or he'll come over here every night. And it it consists of me flicking hair ties into the other room, and he bats them out of the air or jumps up and grabs them. I I bought one of those like fourteen ninety nine glass jars with like positive vibes only printed on it, full of like hundred and seventy hair ties that we play with. Oh so, my gosh! So. I started I will always count down the first one right I'll count count it down and so when I start counting he goes to his little start spot like so he knows one he knows two and he knows three so (laughs) yeah there's his little head not yet not yet so he knows he knows those words and knows that that's he's about okay so I've been doing a lot of crocheting lately because I'm really cool and, oh, wait, here's my blanket. See, I finished my oh blanket. Oh, my gosh. It? I it's so warm. I
1: love that freaking blanket. Yeah, I love the color. Beautiful. As soon as you posted on you. Instagram, I was like, okay. I need to learn how to crochet that. It's, it's fun. Blanket. It's
0: very relaxing. I'll send you, I can send you the pattern. Uh, um, so, so anyway, so he knows those. I've been crocheting a lot. And when I'm doing something complicated, I have to count it. And I did not realize until oh. he started coming over and do, putting his little face right in front of me, like being very distressed because I kept counting and, and I wasn't you doing were it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it was so funny because I thought, oh, he's, he doesn't know the words. He's just. Familiar with the routine and like right. my inflection or whatever, but um, I was clearly not doing that inflection as I had my face in front of a bunch of yarn. And he's
1: right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then you uh-huh. toss the rubber band. Uh-huh. Mom, we're playing. We're playing. I know. Right? Oh, Too my smart. God. He's really smart. Yeah. Bucky. It's a problem. Never I since I have to put on my glasses. I don't think you've seen me wear these yet. I haven't. They're sexy though. They, well, I don't like I don't like wearing them with the headphones because it squeezes my head too tight. But they're prescriptions, so I have twenty twenty vision. But when I'm looking at screens, my eyes are straining like way too badly. Uh,
0: I can tell they're it's a it's blue light. Yeah, because you, you can. I can yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs> it's,
1: I I hate it. I look like a little alien. <laughs> so also. I apologize, like, you, Ithamar. I didn't realize how expensive prescription glasses are. Oh, my God.
0: And if you didn't get actual prescription in yours, you have no idea. Because, like, these and mine, because mine are super thick, because I have such a bad
1: Yeah, no, uh, these are prescription. prescription. But, oh, yeah. But they were, like, 600-something dollars. Okay, you got had, I think. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I have... I like Eye insurance, whatever, you know. I have vis- vision insurance. That's how much Ithamars are too. Yep. Uh-huh. mm, Maybe you get fancy
0: frames or something.
1: I took the cheapest ones they had. I'm like, uh, these? And when I talked to Ithamer, he's like, yeah, that's about what mine costs too. But he gets the most styling freaking frames. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, he, he has rocks. Cool it. Frames. Yeah, your frames are cool too. Thanks. But these are freaking,
0: what's it called? You know, try them at home. What's that? Thing oh, called? Warby Parker? Yes, the Yeah.
1: Ones. Yeah. I got a
0: gift card for these. Oh,
1: so. I know. Well, I'm like, well, now I know why people freak out when they like lose their glasses or leave them at restaurants because they're so expensive. So it's yeah. so hopefully supposed to help with my migraines because I strain like my, like, I don't know. I, I had never been to an optometrist in my life. It was my first oh, wow. one ever. I'm like, uh, I'm almost 40 and this is my first time. And see, yeah. I haven't
0: had vision insurance in a long time and you know I had that terrible eye thing that happened to me right before
1: yeah
0: yeah, right before I left LA and so so now it's like I mean I probably should be going back to the doctor but I'm like no they'll tell me something's wrong right I know
1: I know every my like um uh physician was like okay so you need to take do annual eye exams I'm like no I don't mm. want to. Well, that's that's the shitty thing too. Like, cause you know, I I hardly ever
0: wear contacts anymore because you have to. Go get you they'll only give you a year's worth of contacts right. and then you you have to go every year and get an upgraded prescription. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm not getting stuck in that cycle again. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: That's I it them are like rarely worse as contacts now because of that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, uh, this is, healthcare. Ah, <laughs> uh, isn't it great? I know. Uh-huh. I don't know what's the less of two lesser of two evils because I was starting to get a headache from st- from the screen because I just am yeah. really sensitive to light, like crazy sensitive to light. I am too. And so these health but then when I'm wearing my headphones, it squeezes the glasses into my head. And then that gives me a headache. So I just don't. You
0: guys, you you'll get used to it. I was literally like, no, I think I, I wear my the ears a little higher on my head maybe that's what i have to do too yeah Yeah. try that
1: this is the tantalizing did we introduce our podcast already no okay oh my god we did not it's oh it's okay it's only six minutes and 45 seconds okay great Great. this is the tantalizing talk you will get crocheting cats ladies wearing glasses (laughs) on shockingly this is a paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage believe it or not i swear guys i've been drinking um i'm actually almost done i'm just having wine today yeah yeah because our topic is crazy and weird yeah um it was my bad so i thought that (laughs) mine's good i I feel
0: bad for you you picked it i I enjoy mine i was on the
1: struggle bus on this one okay so i miss mistakenly thought that somebody uh, a friend of the podcast who who's super supportive uh messaged us with a suggestion of uh tombs or mummies and so I was like here's what we'll do this suggestion that was brought to us back in July and so I already did the research and then I was like is this what she suggested suggested and uh it wasn't I was wrong (laughs) It was Genies, and um, which I added to our roster for a future future episode. We'll do that. So, I my apologies. No fans of ours uh, recommended <laughs> that we do this, so well. I think true fans
0: of ours will remember the uh, up ghost impersonal that was sent in by Lolly a oh little my while ago. Oh my god, the
1: mummy dust about the dust mummy dust, dust or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I know that would have been like a perfect up ghost impersonal to pair mm-hmm. with this. But you were a hero and did that while well, I was in <laughs> Italy, so we wouldn't have too many uh, absentee episodes. That was a great one, Lolly. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. that was so fucking funny. Um nothing tickles me more than listening to Tammy laugh out loud with herself when she does these little solo one-offs. I love it. The best part is I was
0: like doing it. I was like I had a meeting too and I was like, "Oh, I got 12 minutes. I'll just read this or whatever." And then I was laughing so hard that I was like, "I got to hurry up because I have to go to a meeting." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god, it was great. Well, we'll say that that inspired this topic. Yes, I Um, like that. My my only like really like aggravating part was, and I texted Tammy this. I was like, "Uh, head up, um heads up. There is a game like a like some kind of freaking I don't know game that it's called something, but there's a level called like." curse of the mummy or tomb curse mm. or something and so whenever I was googling it was just non-stop yeah. how do I unlock this level how do I how do I get past oh my car uh, so you know in our it.
0: last one with Michigan there was another place I was gonna pick that was like an asylum mm. and it was like it's really really haunted well of course last year they turned half of it into a, like haunted attraction oh man. so so i couldn't get any of the real stuff yep. anymore so
1: it's <laughs> a struggle it's a struggle well tams i would love to hear what you found <sighs> because you did not struggle as much as i did on this one
0: <laughs> i didn't i'm very excited because um I picked a mummy. Oh, oh, oh. So mine is very British. Um it's all about how British people got fucking cursed for touching dead Egyptian bodies and I I really love it. So in order to celebrate the absolute Victorian Edwardian Britishness of this, I am having a gin fizz, not a real gin fizz. I'm having gin with lime Topo Chico in it. And like, that's fine. That sounds so good. I mean, Mm. gin is just
1: British, right? Well, I remember when you were out there for so long, you were just like, Amy, you can get a can of gin and tonic. You can! Just to carry around
0: on the train. I'm like, Uh I need
1: to go to there.
0: (laughs) At Tesco, they were like
1: four for five pounds, these little skinny cans. That's gorgeous. That is just (laughs) beautiful. Jen <laughs> is so british i think this is yeah. completely appropriate yeah.
0: so that's that and also why i will be burping because <laughs> you yeah, know because we so burp, chico um okay so basically this is just an article because it was so good but i did cut a significant amount out of it because it was very long um and it is from the website darkest com, oh. um which is run by mark haynes And um, this is called the British Museum's Cursed Mummy. So I'll go ahead and I will start. Else, I'll tell you the ending part first, which is that it could be that some of this is exaggerated, Mm. but I don't care. Mm. Uh, It's too good. I like it too much. Here is the first line of this article. Ah, uh, nothing stirs the hackles on the back of an Englishman's neck than the tale of a mummy's curse. <laughs>
1: oh, it is a bit melodramatic. I love <laughs> it.
0: Isn't that great? That okay.
1: hackles.
0: Okay, so the most famous cursed mummy, as we will call it, um, is, uh, has stood for much of the last century in the first Egyptian room at the British Museum. Okay, so the story begins with an Oxford graduate Uh, who was also a published author, horse breeder, and amateur archaeologist. And he was named Thomas Douglas Murray. Uh, He had been visiting Cairo since 1886 regularly. Uh, Sometime around 1889, he and two colleagues were over there and they were shown a remarkably well-preserved mummy, uh, a mummy case. And um, the, the guy said, oh, this was excavated in the 1880s um and the hieroglyphics on there say that it was probably a high priestess of amun-ra okay Mm -hmm. so okay this is full of some high level british colonial Edwardian bullshit you're gonna love it (laughs) so so murray and his friends drew straws to determine which of them would buy it
1: (laughs) oh my god Uh fuck them (laughs) murray
0: won uh completed the sale and the case was packed up and on its way to his home in london the same evening so once again this is a time when you a british subject could just go over to cairo and be like one mummy please (laughs) ship it to my home (laughs) okay so it's packed up and it's on its way to london a few days later Murray's shotgun exploded while he was duck hunting on the Nile.
1: This uh, guy from- is so rich. It's disgusting. I'm like nauseous. Like, oh, oh, I drew straws <laughs> and I got to buy this mummy. And oh, my gun exploded when I was duck hunting on the Nile. <laughs> on the Nile, oh, exactly. Unless that killed him because I I don't know Not if quite I should yet. apologize yet. Okay. <laughs> N- you
0: should never apologize for bad luck befitting befalling any of the people in this story because as you may remember oh, this is a curse
1: tammy cursed. Oh. i did and not this remember is,
0: this is their fucking fault okay so this
1: is the problem when i um uh, i take notes during the podcast for title <laughs> yeah. grabs and i was like we oh, right, it's cursed thank you thank you got it was writing down a title idea <laughs> You're, do- you're doing the Lord's work out right there. I'm present, um, I swear.
0: So, okay, so his gun explodes, um, and then there are these tremendous headwinds that hamper his progress back from Thebes to Cairo to seek medical treatment, meaning it was 10 days before he could get medical attention. Oh, shit. By, by that time, gangrene had set in, and Murray's arm had to be amputated. Oh, stinky. On the return journey to Cairo, one of his companions died. While the most distressing news was awaiting another member of the expedition, uh, two servants who had handled the mummy case quote, and this is uh, from the time this quote comes, perhaps without sufficient respect, both died within a twelve month. While a far swifter fate overtook a third who had made some jesting sally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. what that is such old-timey wording okay I'll Justine translate Sally so two people died within a year and then someone else died faster because he made a joke
1: oh my god okay I got that they died within a year of each other but whoa mm. oh a yeah. okay like a joke Justine just, Sally Justine mm-hmm. Sally oh my god I could just hear like the news report
0: justin justin sally has
1: uh, died (laughs) wow one
0: one made a justin sally and died okay so uh so murray makes it home to london up one mummy but down one arm so you know uh, You, you win
1: some you lose some
0: so uh it's just sitting in his living room uh and he walks in he finds the object to be chilling and ominous um, and uh, he says that the face on the board now seems full of malevolence. Okay, so describing what we're looking at, if you're not familiar, there were, you know, multiple layers of shit, and so this is, like, a big board on the outside that's, like, wood, but it's painted to look like a person. So Right.
1: Okay. Oh, it's weird that suddenly having a mummy in your living room was not the yeah. warm welcome you expected it to look like. So strange,
0: so strange. Weird. Um. Okay, so... One source claims that Madame Blavatsky, who was a very famous clairvoyant at the time, which is really saying something, because this is Victorian era, and you know they loved their seances. Oh, so. dang. Uh, Ma- Madame Blavatsky, um, she came in and detected a, quote, evil influence from the case when she visited the house. Ooh. Um so a journalist who was profiling Murray asked to borrow the board. That's what they're calling. It's the front part oh, of it. Oh, okay. Um, and Murray found himself relieved when it left his house. Misfortune struck the journalist while it was in her possession. Her mother fell downstairs and died. Her fiance called off their relationship. Her dogs went mad and she became deathly ill. Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> She told her lawyer she believed the mummy's case was unsettling her, so it was returned to Murray.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So,
0: Murray, essentially, is like, oh, I don't want this back. <laughs> so, he gives it to another friend, Mr. Wheeler, who, quote, very shortly experienced several sad reverses. <laughs> I love sad that. reverses? Like a reversal well, in fortunes? Exactly. Oh, I'm getting and this. And died not long afterwards brokenhearted. hearted. Oh, dear. Now, because Murray had been like no givesy-backsies, right before this guy died, he gave the case away to his married sister, who was living near London. And this is the quote. And from the day it entered her house, this lady was pursued by troubles and sorrows, which it is hardly necessary to detail. Oh,
1: but I wish they had i wrote but i will <laughs> oh good <laughs> yes you read okay. my mind so wheeler's okay this gets
0: good wheeler's sister took the case to be photographed at a studio in baker street heard of it um and to her horror when the plate was developed although the negative had not been touched in any way it was seen that there looked out of the face a living egyptian woman whose eyes stared furiously with an expression of singular male- malevolence
1: oh that is notice. creepy i'm taking a drink i'm taking a take drink. take that drink wet that whistle oh uh, my gosh that's uh, uh, creepy yeah. yikes so this shit has been in so many people's dirty ass hands now no okay one right we're
0: not even done yet oh so so then uh okay so then they make a couple copies of this photograph right and one guy buys it because they you know it was to be sold like hey look at this fucking mummy so somebody bought it was like oh this is weird brought it home goes to sleep every piece of glass in his house shatters overnight
1: okay Okay, right. these are not just coincidences. Like, uh-huh. that's insane and very um, messy.
0: So, the lady that had taken possession of the case, the lady that got it photographed, happens to run into Murray, the original owner, and naturally poured out to him her pitiful story. He urged her to get rid of the case immediately, whereupon it was offered to and accepted by the British Museum. Okay. Okay. So, an Egyptologist who acted as the middleman in the handover had the case sent to his house so he could study the hieroglyphics and died shortly after. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) His servant said his master hadn't slept since the day the coffin was brought into the house. Dang. The carrier who brought the case to the British Museum died within a week. Okay. And it was rumored that anyone else who tried to take a photograph or even sketch the mummy case would be struck down. Mm. Another photographer had taken an image and also captured the terrifying face of a woman. Uh, He went on
1: to shoot himself. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Do any of these photographs exist today? Like, are they online? I don't know. I didn't see any. I mean, that was a long ass time ago, so you never know, but yeah.
0: So the guy, okay, so he gives the picture to this guy, Sir Ernest Wallace Budge, who's the keeper of Egyptian and Assyria antiquities at the British Museum at the time. Um, so Sir, Sir Ernest, um, he was reportedly so concerned with the number of stories he'd heard, um, including, by the time he gets there, numerous staff reported unexplained hammering noises and sobs coming from inside the case. <laughs> So, he, so then he began to wonder if the priestess was unhappy with her position and presentation in the museum. I, I actually do kind of love that this museum guy was like, oh, she must be pissed off. Does she not so, like this room? Does she need, so, need a window? <laughs> so what he did was he moved her into a display case all by herself and adorned it with a lot of like, this is a great priestess. Guys, this is, like, the best priestess ever. So, and so cool.
1: If, the coolest of all priestesses, you guys.
0: And so then, like, once that happened, almost all of the disturbances stopped.
1: Bless this man. Yeah. Oh, my so gosh. It makes me so sad night, for the priestess.
0: The night staff occasionally reported seeing someone walk through, but nobody ever heard like banging and sobbing again
1: oh so So, poor priestess right like you took me from my home and then you've put me in all these fucking houses that have uh, yeah yeah, I'm pissed and she's like okay but if I have to be here this is okay fine
0: okay this one's better this is better this is nice.
1: this is nice it has a good view thank you
0: I I mean I don't want to get back on the boat so fine I'll just be here so this guy, Wallace Budge, so he's the one who translated the Egyptian Book of the Dead, which is like a super wow. famous, yeah, um, and he was, okay, the, this is like a one-off, and it's not explained any further, but I love it. He's quoted as saying, never print what I saw in my lifetime, but the mummy case of Princess Amon ra caused the war. So he means World War 1. And I think he's saying that he saw or understood something and he believes that moving it there caused
1: World War 1. What? Yeah. Holy shit. I want like more exp I mean, of a, that. i
0: mean truly i might nerd out and do some research after this whoa
1: um, i have can't believe it that, but like yeah philosophy that yeah you're gonna do more research little hermione oh my god i know i know i can't help it
0: <laughs> so murray and then i hopefully wrote in parentheses the original
1: mummy dude okay. um in case we forgot we've gotten um, on a long journey so that's helpful that's exactly. Helpful.
0: So he contacted the museum and asked if he could hold a séance in the Egyptian room with his colleague, um, who's the journalist W. T. Stead, who is one of the people who wrote one of the first articles about the curse. So that old-timey language I was saying before—it uh, was yes, that, that yes. guy's article. Okay, okay. So um, the museum was like, "No, thank you. You cannot do that." But because his Colleague was a journalist, a well-known journalist. It got written about in the papers anyway. Like, well, he asked. So people were talking about it. So in some ways, his colleague, Stead, gave the whole story credence because he was actually one of the forefathers of modern investigative journalism. Wow. So... He was famously jailed following his landmark investigation into child prostitution when he arranged the purchase of a 13-year-old to prove that the trade existed. <gasps> so he was like, kind of like Nellie Bly, like, get in there and do the on-the-ground reporting. Wow. Yeah. So he was uh, a noted pacifist, and he was actually nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Dang! And then he became very interested in spiritualism in the 1890s. Okay, and so so this is kind of his background. And then he's a well-known journalist, wants to go investigate this mummy, gets turned down. But he writes about it. He writes that whole article about the curse. And then he gets on this boat called
1: the Titanic. Okay. (laughs) This is so good. I don't even want to do my research. Like, (laughs) are you fucking uh-huh. kidding me yeah i did yeah. not see this coming for the right? life of me oh my god so, oh my god
0: so, so here's the story of him so after Holy the iceberg shit. was struck stead helped several women and children to the lifeboats um and then when he saw that the boats had gone he went to the first class smoking room where he was last seen sitting in a chair reading a book um, he was supposed to go to the peace congress at carnegie hall at the special invitation of president taft um, and if he had survived they said he was probably going to get the nobel peace prize that year oh. so i kind of wonder like timing wise i'm tr- cuz it yeah Titanic is right before world war 1 in, mm-hmm. in europe so i wonder if that is part of what the guy was saying like maybe if this guy had lived he would have been able to advocate for peace a little more oh, i don't know
1: my- god yeah because i was gonna say titanic was yeah before the world war one holy oh they should have still given it to him posthumously he deserves what this is my Mm -hmm. mind is just like there's so much i'm my mind is blown right so uh
0: it's been on continuous display the british museum since 1890 has only left on a couple of occasions for example it was moved for safekeeping during the two goddamn world wars. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, you can still see it there. Um, my whole floor just shook. Oh,
1: that's weird. Was it an earthquake?
0: I mean, surely not. No. It's Texas. That would be. Maybe it was something else. Okay, anyway. Is Maybe it's a- the fucking curse. There's a fucking curse. under your ta- floor. I am talking about how great this freaking lady as this priestess i'm praising her She's amazing
1: we love her so much we love her so
0: thomas douglas murray aka original mummy dude died in 1912 which you know Mm. was like right after all this stuff was happening um his will founded a scholarship in egyptology which still exists and then i wrote and for the weirdest side note ever murray was also the man who first brought the pikinese spaniel to britain well the finally end. he did
1: something noteworthy. <laughs> I know.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, uh yeah, at the bottom of my research there's a picture. Um and uh yeah, oh I, that's that is the cursed mummy.
1: Uh the priestess of Amun-Ra. So Um so t- amazed and also John je- looking for the picture jealous oh my god there it is wow and I was like oh my god scary lady face but it's just an
0: old lady singing
1: it is now. a scary lady face but she's just uh, a scary lady yeah. oh my gosh ah, that's crazy I get like how the hell you found this is that is just beyond that's uh, amazing I just got lucky you got <laughs> so lucky because I'm mine lucky. is just like oh here's just a some some research that I copied and pasted from one fucking article about why tombs are usually cursed and where that came from it's a history i love thing. that yeah. i love that i want to know
0: all about that and it's gonna really feed into us being like mm, that's where they went wrong you
1: know okay well let's see what yeah. we can learn because again i did this that's quite slick. some time ago and never regret okay. it so i'm excited oh but tammy that was so freaking fascinating I, I mean i could i
0: don't care if it's all made up it's good it's
1: so good, <laughs> it's, so good. it's so good and usually like you know what? Whatever we, we we each do, like I'm like, oh yeah, that kind of popped up in my research, but I didn't mm-hmm. actually choose to do it. But like, I that never popped up for me. That is so fascinating. That's really fun. I really think cool. I googled like famous mummies or something yeah. like that. <laughs> all I kept getting was like King Tut, King Tut, yeah. King yep. Tut. I'm like, okay, enough of them. Um, all <laughs> right. Well, this is an article from AncientOrigins.net written by Brian Hill and it is titled tomb curses of ancient egypt magical incantations of the dead yeah uh yeah so this is just gonna give us a little history lesson about like curses that you know that's it. it that's what it is uh okay so i'm just gonna read it uh probably for verbatim Because when I go off script, you know, I trip over my words because it's the second podcast of the day. Second podcast. You know how I get. You know how I (laughs) get. I finished my wine a long time ago. Um, (laughs) I I did wine specifically, though, because I feel like, okay, so I have pretty bad insomnia lately, and I do everything you're not supposed to do, which is, like, go on Instagram and look at my, like, hey, here's something you might like pages, which is always cat content, Mm-hmm. Um, and content of like seventeen hundreds and eighteen hundreds dresses and and mine's,
0: wardrobes. Mine's always pinups or uh like
1: yeah like Victorian yeah. ladies. Yeah, it's yeah. Victorian sometimes Marilyn Monroe, and cats. Yeah. That's all it yeah. that ever is, and I love it. I'm
0: fine with that. Oh, I
1: love it. I like to play a game of, like, guess what year this dress was from. So before I read the ca- caption, I'm like, oh, that looks like a 1880. You know, I, I model everything oh. of after Little woman. I'm like, was that, like, Little Women era or yes. before Little yes. Women era? Good for you. <laughs> so anyway, it was, like, one of those nights, and I found some, like, I don't know, it was, like, a picture of – oh no oh my god wait a minute Tammy hold on
0: wait a minute this
1: was not what I was thinking I think actually I was going to say it was like wine that was found in like a mummy's tomb but I actually believe this was sent to us by Carter yeah you know our uh, friend, friend of podcast listener Um, I
0: can tell that you're furiously searching Can you tell that I've turned away
1: from you completely um they sent a picture of like oh fuck it's just so far back now I don't remember when it was I feel like it was a really long time ago and some of them are stories that disappear but Carter I know you're Uh, listening you will you will send it again because yeah it was definitely because we were joking together like oh I guess that there is some wine we wouldn't want to eat. I mean, drink. Um, <laughs> eat. Um, but, anywho, okay, so that's why I'm drinking wine. That was a really long way to get there. Um, you know, I appreciated the journey. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, yeah, here it, it is. The oldest unopened bottle of wine. Okay, so Carter sent this to us. It is a YouTube video. Um, but, yeah, it's fucking disgusting it's so gross uh it's a, is it like chunky it, it is ju- it, it pff, Tammy I don't even know if you can see this hang on one second let me um it's on mute so I can hear it okay that's that's the bottle okay. of wine that see that red line Ew, and it's that yellow layers. Line? it's layers of grossness that's the wine too many tannins. They're so gross. It's from 325 CE. I don't even know what C E means.
0: Common Era. For real? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. They stopped saying before Christ, because like they're scientists. <laughs> oh my god,
1: I love yeah, there's the wine bottle. Do you see that?
0: Ew, disgusting. I mean
1: stain You would drink I it. I mean,
0: huh? I've had worse. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that it's called Common Era because I don't like saying before Christ because, you know. Yeah. A- I mean, we're still still the same dates, but, you know. Right. Well, that makes way cat. more sense than before <laughs> Christ. And then, yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's why I'm drinking wine because wine has been around for like since 325 Common Era. Hi,
0: kitty love cat it. tail on my yeah. screen. His butt smells bad. He keeps putting it in my face. Stinky cat butt in the yeah. face.
1: Oh, clean my. yourself child this is all on brand because egyptians loved their cats they yes. like glorified cats so there we go uh-huh. clean your butthole be- who is that gus it's just it's oh yeah. clean your butthole giuseppe yeah or get your brother to do it he's always got his nose in there because <laughs> it's stanky <laughs> all right here we go nothing instilled more fear in the tomb raiders of times past than the possibility of encountering a curse that warned of dire consequences for those that did not heed its warning Mm -hmm. in ancient egypt curses were sometimes placed on tomb entrances to protect the sacred monument from being disturbed or looted so they were like, okay, look, it's not really a curse, but we're going to scare the shit out of people so that they'll just leave me alone. Yeah, duh. Um, inscriptions sometimes spoke of the deceased coming back to life to seek revenge or called for judgment to be taken in the underworld. Anyone who ignored such warnings would do so at their own peril. I mean, that would work for me. If yeah, I, totally. I'd be like, oh, sorry, sorry, I wasn't going to knock on your tomb door. I was going to go to this one over here oh sorry we're just yeah
0: we my. got google map routed yeah. to the wrong tomb. sorry that is... wrong pin drop oh.
1: my bad my bad <laughs> uh stories stories and rumors surrounding curses placed upon tombs and mummies have existed for centuries probably since ce <laughs> i feel so smart um it's your glasses i i it's I can't stop feeling smart with these glasses on. As soon as I take them off, though, we're back to original <laughs> Amy. <laughs> uh, there are records dating back to the medieval and early modern periods, stating that ancient Egyptian burial sites should not be tampered with, especially. Oh, I'm sorry, because they and the mummies residing in them possessed unknown and seemingly evil qualities. It was Mm -hmm. believed that curses were placed around burial sites by priests in order to protect both the mummies and their spiritual journeys after death. I respect Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, like, let them be. They've got a journey to go on now, guys. Exactly. These beliefs formed the idea behind the so-called, quote, curse of the pharaohs. Anyone who entered or disturbed the tomb of a mummy, particularly that of a pharaoh, would be subject to bad luck and end inevitable death, Uh, which was proven true in your story. I mean. I don't think they were rumors just to scare people. I think they were real. A Uh, lot of people
0: die. I mean, if nothing else, Victorians were dying all the time. So, like, I'm fine with attributing it to a curse. It was so
1: hard to not die back then. Like, make it interesting, you know? Sure. (laughs) I think in our Victorian we did the episode we did on Victorian ghosts which was I swear my brain is going so far like episode five you're like Victorians yeah. were so bad at not dying and <laughs> they really were they really were the worst <laughs> uh, the power of a curse as a deterrent deep oh sorry depended upon its location deepened its location (laughs) (laughs) though curses were not commonly recorded in the tombs of ancient Egypt they were used on occasion for the protection of the burial place tomb curses would be inscribed in the tomb chapel the more public part of the tomb and also on the walls false doors statues and sometimes coffins so, well, yeah. And you know, one of the
0: things that I i learned recently, I really was, I am a nerd. So, like, the tombs, you know, because we look at it and we're like, that's so wasteful. Why'd you build that whole thing? And it's just for a dead body. But the thing is, people would go party there. Like, it, that was the point, is that you would, like, you got buried in a separate chamber, but then the whole big rest of it was like, you're like hey guys come visit me when I'm dead you know Uh, and so they would like host parties and it was a place where people hung out and like had a good time I did not
1: know that I always wondered like why the big like why yeah why this is a lot of work and a lot of money to Mm -hmm. spend on someone who's dead yeah oh man we think funerals are expensive today back then well at least I got a place to chill Uh, kind of like Dia (laughs) de los Muertos like I did more research into it this past year because we Mm -hmm. built the altar for um, Tuesday (laughs) and we like celebrated and you know it's part of my husband's culture and so I I just want to learn more about it and yeah it's really like really common you to go just to the grave of the person that died and and eat and drink their favorite foods and and drinks with Mm -hmm. kind of with them you know like you party with them be like hey so, so did, you,
0: did you did you have some treats for i had some
1: catnip <laughs> i had well that freak was so his favorite food was turkey and um oh. he loved turkey and then anytime uh-huh. we would buy vegan ice cream from like this place in hollywood he went bonkers and we would let him lick the spoon what so, a weirdo <laughs> he was such a weirdo so we had uh we gave him a little bit of turkey and then we ate ice cream in front of his his little altar. Oh, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> Any excuse for ice cream, hello. Right? <laughs> I think his spirit was pleased. I know my tummy Ooh. was. Uh, that's so interesting. Okay, thank you for sharing that because I did not know that's why they had yeah, yeah. such a big like to-do. I literally read a
0: novel that included it. so I, Of course I, you did. In the, no- in the novel, the lady was an Egyptologist, so I trust oh, it. Oh, cool. <laughs>
1: Yeah. clearly yeah um uh de- 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 oh okay so one unusual curse that was common i don't love this uh was called the donkey curse uh, which um threatens the violator of the tomb okay. i'm gonna word this delicately Okay. Uh, basically, a, if you violated this tomb, a donkey would come and have, um, have yeah. non-consensual sex oh, with you.
0: That is a really specific hmm. curse. That's a real.
1: I don't know who decided on that one.
0: I mean, it would deter me. I think I would prefer
1: not to have that happen. I'd prefer not to have that happen too. I'm sure many an ancient Egyptian would not want that. I mean but I'm not who knew they had donkey you. shows
0: in, in the common era. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, <laughs> I think who even thought of it? Oh yeah. I'm just I imagining the hieroglyphics on that one. Just like, yeah. oh, oh, oh okay, no, you guys, not this one. Not this one. Maybe it was
0: just like an archaeologist was like, I'm tired. If we go in there, I don't know, a donkey's gonna fuck us, right? We gotta not do that. I don't
1: want to. It says so right here. Yeah, guys, this uh this little squiggle. Yep. Donkey fucking yep. we should go. We should go. We should go to a restaurant and eat. That's what yeah. I would love. And let's, a nap. Let's
0: go to Denny's, you guys.
1: <laughs> little moon over my hammy would really hit the spot.
0: Uh-huh. Says that we that's
1: what we should do and we'll become rich. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else do we have here? Another complete curse comes from the administrator of the eighteenth dynasty. Um, amenhotep son of hapu he, oh. he threatens anyone who would damage his tomb with a lengthy list of punishments which includes okay. that Let's they guess. would lose their earthly possessions and honors be Ooh. incinerated in a furnace in okay. execration rites capsize and drown at sea have which one all, all of the above, I think, is okay. like, yeah, that's a lot. You're going to burn in a furnace and then capsize and drown yeah, I was going to say, sin. what order? Wow. <laughs> I, yeah. Have no successors, receive okay. no tomb or funerary offerings of their own, oh, and their shit. bodies would decay because they will starve without sustenance and their bones will perish. Okay. Wow. So, that's I, yeah, I'm not serious. sure the order. Really not sure. Uh-huh. I would think that if you burned in a furnace... Yeah. And then capsize it. See, your bones would absolutely not last. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because you like wither still. Mm. I don't think you'd have bones
1: anymore. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they could have ordered that a little bit better. Yeah, you know, to make it more threatening. This yeah.
0: is this is why you get a hieroglyphics editor. This is you know. <laughs> this is why you pay the money. You don't trust the Google Translate. You get a real person to do it. This this person
1: this son of hapu was really just like
0: (laughs) don't come here you guys leave me alone you're gonna first of all you're gonna get incinerated second of all you're gonna drown third of all no more possessions fourth of all withering all the withering and then after all that you'll
1: starve it's like
0: and you'll he's clearly a 12 year old boy you're never gonna have s-e-x no lineage for you and his next door neighbors it's his drunk uncle he's like donkey's gonna fuck you see see kid fewer words same effect same effect (laughs) oh my
1: god Oh, I love you've made this very boring article so entertaining. Learning can be fun. It really can be. It really can be. Oh boy, we have more. So this is another one. Um, oh thank God. This, this uh was uh this curse was written uh by. Oh boy, Serena put the first a mm-hmm. nomarch of Elephantine uh, under. Oh boy, there's a it's a very so lengthy many, title. You've got a lot of words. It's so and much, I appreciate that under Sen Senusret the first dynasty twelve. You know that family. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, is meant to protect the offerings left to the statue in his image. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we. Is, oh! Oh! Okay! Oh, this is entertaining too. Okay, are you, are you oh. ready? This is yeah. what it says. As this is, I and I quote: As for every mayor, every Wob priest, every scribe, and every nobleman who shall take the offering from the statue, his arm shall be cut off like that of his of this bull. His neck shall be twisted off like that of a bird. His office shall not exist. The position of his son shall not exist. His house shall not exist in Nubia. His tomb shall not exist in the necropolis. His God shall not accept his white bread. His flesh shall belong to the fire. His children (gasps) shall belong to the fire. His corpse shall not be to the ground. I shall be against him as a crocodile on the water, as a serpent on the earth, and as an enemy in the necropolis. Mm. Oh my God. He means business. That's it. Now, God. this is it right here.
0: This is the down and dirty. This is the rap battle of curses. And this guy just won it because it was classy and terrifying. It made sense. Sometimes I got a little lost at the bowl, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah, the
1: bowl didn't make much sense to me,
0: but yes. Got me back with the crocodile. Uh, Loved it. No notes. No. 10 out of 10. Loved
1: it. It was very impactful. It really was the rap battle of the pharaohs. Dang. I mean, you're just not going have- <laughs> to... No arm, no office, twisted Mm -hmm. little neck, you know. Oh, and your God will not accept your bread.
0: No, I worked so hard on that bread. You know,
1: what if you were working on that sourdough starter for just like years you were feeding that thing? Like, fuck, that would suck. He
0: took it up during the pandemic. It was like the one thing he could do. And And then his God won't even take it? Dang.
1: Oh my God, is your
0: God. Is your God taking bread from other people? <gasps> like that's what you get worried about immediately. My God, they, whose bread yeah. is better than mine? I've just I put so mm. much love into
1: this. What the hell?
0: It's because your son has no office. That's why.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. And you don't have your bowl. It your bowl is does cut not off.
0: exist. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they meant business back then. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so you know. So the biggest, the biggest thing about. Um, uh opening a tomb like the most popular story was opening king tut's tomb Mm -hmm. uh which was in 1923 um oh wait i skipped a little part which is interesting um the ancient egyptians believed in magic so Mm -hmm. um they did they did believe that through magic mummies could become alive so um uh egyptians would protect their tombs uh by magical means like, a.k.a. curses on anyone yep. who entered. So, interesting, interesting, interesting. So, they really believed in these curses and whatnot. Okay, so, fast forward to modern day, 1923. Uh, King Tut's tomb is opened. It's the uh, most famous case. Wonders. Oh, my gosh. We were yeah. so... It just... Takes me back to that ride at Disney. What's it called? Indiana Jones and the Temple Uh of Doom or something. Yes.
0: How many giant boulders rolled at them? Oh my God. So scary
1: back then. Uh Mm. Snake pits. (laughs) <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. So, like, you know, people started to panic all around the world because the like, the people who opened King Tut's tomb were apparently quote unquote cursed. Bad things started happening, and now oh, yeah. we had a little thing called like the media, sort of. Um, but you know, the printing press was a real thing now, and everyone was like, "Oh my God!" Um. So several people, uh, who were at the original opening of King Tut's tomb died way before their time and under very strange conditions. Um, uh, most accounts of the story have Howard Carter, who is an English archaeologist and leader of the excavation, discovering a clay tablet in the antechamber of the tomb. A few days after cataloging it, a team member deciphered the hieroglyphics. The alleged curse purportedly said, death will slay with his wings whoever disturbs this, the peace of the pharaoh. Um, But we don't have a record of that anymore. So it's like, is is that what it said? Uh uh Um, The first sign of the curse occurred when Carter sent a messenger to his house. On arrival, the messenger heard a faint cry and saw Carter's canary being eaten by a cobra. Uh,
0: And apparently
1: the cobra was a sign of the Egyptian monarchy. Yeah. yeah. So, and like something about wings, right? Um, Death will slay with his wings, whoever disturbs Mm. the so, you know, cobras were just running rampant in the 1920s, apparently, and just ate Ugh. in your pet canary.
0: Oh, my God.
1: It's scorpions today. My God. my God. Did you hear about that? No. What? A scorpion ate a bird?
0: <laughs> no, there's literally, like, uh, uh, like infestation of scorpions in Egypt right now. Like, Ew. Ew. It's a fucking,
1: like, plague nope. curse. Nope. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. very much like a plague curse. and I do not. I am yep. not here mm-hmm. for it. No. I think
0: God's mad, you guys. <laughs> I think God's mad. Yeah
1: hard to pick up on that lately oh
0: no it's a vengeful god shit
1: shit he didn't want the bread now it's because now we're not we're not saying bc anymore (laughs) (laughs) damn it that's That's why we have a pandemic that's right oh scientists
0: gosh i asked two things that you love thy neighbor and that you name a timeline
1: after (laughs) me oh my god literally oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man we're doomed within uh <laughs> within seven weeks of king tut's tomb being opened the earl of carnarvon carnarvon uh-huh. who had sure. discovered uh tut's tomb died from complications of a mosquito bite what? <laughs> I've had that. You just can't keep. Yeah. he scratched all the way through yeah, his body. Oh is my probably god, what it, was. it was so itchy. They didn't have any cream for that back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the media was like, "Oh my gosh, curse of the pharaohs!" Oh mm-hmm. shit. Um, so then there were a bunch of rumors, like just because King Tut's tomb was so, um, yeah. they even like went back and recreated the photos of the opening of the tomb because they didn't yeah. actually take them. So there's like recreations. Like the next yeah. year, it's so it's so weird um yeah so like skeptics are kind of like hey guess what everyone there were 58 people who were present when the tomb was opened and only eight of them died and it was within like 10 years so uh they were kind of just like that's silly don't even believe in that um i'm just gonna skip around a little bit um, most of the Egyptian curses are metaphysical, but in some cases booby traps and the use of poison <gasps> <We're>
0: <laughs> 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 There was a really, really craggy alleyway in LA uh, to one of my favorite restaurants. So every time I drove by it, I would start singing that Indiana Jones song. Because your Cause car is like just... Being,
1: it was like being on that ride. Oh, my oh, God. God. I always needed to go like the chiropractor after that ride. I'm like, ow! <laughs> Get better tires on these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's like every road in LA right now, I feel. Oh, yeah. God. Um, so yeah, like they legit like, booby-trapped the shit. It wasn't just cursing so um uh they tombs were sealed and bolted and contained secret chambers which were difficult to access passages were blocked with massive stone slabs there were hidden holes trap doors and wires used as booby traps ancient egyptian engineers would also cover the floors and walls of tombs with hematite powder which is a sharp metallic dust designed to cause a slow and painful death to those who inhaled enough of it which was then released into the air when stones were disturbed genius Mm. Uh that's better than a curse that's just instant like Uh oh shit man no wonder there's so many movies about this crap it's so interesting uh Uh, sorry i said it was boring it's not um (laughs) Uh, so when Egypt, Egyptologist, doctor, I'll just say his last name, Dr. Hallwiss entered, um, a tomb in 2001, his team found, um, a booby trap with eight inches of the hematite powder, forcing them to abandon their expedition until they could come back with hazmat suits and respirators. Oh my God. Or maybe you just let, just let it be be, guys. Maybe. Let sleeping dog, what's that phrase? Resting dogs sleep? I don't know. I don't know. Sleeping dogs lie. There it is. I don't even know what that means. Just leave them alone.
0: <laughs> um,
1: uh, while curses might seem to be superstition of the ancients, there are many today who still arm themselves with objects of incantation. Okay, and that's about it. So basically, like that's the history um, and reality of, of all of these exciting stories about mummy curses. And actually, I got to admit, this was way more fascinating than I thought really it was. That was really fun, right? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm glad I accidentally thought that it was suggested to us that we do mummies when it was never suggested. <laughs> oh my
0: God, that was the
1: real curse,
0: was um, that you've got the wrong thing. Oh
1: no, I never make mistakes. <laughs> it must be a curse. This is
0: super curse
1: cursed
0: oh no oh. i'm so worried about your bull arm oh no my god won't eat my bread
1: <laughs> but if there's any donkeys out there <laughs> 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 Gross. Ew, Amy. oh
0: my god that oh. was so fun well that was I
1: f- interesting
0: i feel embarrassed to tell you what book i was reading i didn't finish it it was a Jody Picoult book. I don't know how to say her name.
1: What's that? Jo- is she like... Jody? Book? Oh, is she... Like just... YA? Y-
0: no. How would one describe... It's like... She writes like sad stuff. Oh. I don't know how to describe it. It's like stuff moms read. Oh, okay. And I okay. was reading it. Perfect it's...
1: summary, yes.
0: So, like, let me tell you this book that I was reading. So, it was literally called The Book of Two Ways. And it's about this lady who was an Egyptologist. (laughs) And she gets in, like, a plane crash but lives. Mm -hmm. Like, survives a plane crash. And then it turns into two books. So, like, in one reality, she, like, goes home to her family. And in another reality, she's like... I'm feeling creeped out. I'm going to run back to Egypt and this guy I used to love, right? So it's, like, her two timelines of, like, what she chose to do. (sighs) Um, And, like, you know... I finished, I stopped reading it because I was like, all right, I'm not actually an old woman yet. But, Mm -hmm. but I did learn a lot about Egypt and I'm assuming it's vaguely true because, you know, I feel like she'd get ripped apart if she like made up a bunch of stuff, you know?
1: Agreed. Yeah. So
0: that's how I learned about the partying.
1: That's so so cool. And like that (laughs) never came up in our research. So that was actually very helpful. And I'm glad you read that mom book.
0: Yeah, and, like, it's one of those things, like, when I was describing it to somebody, they were like, oh, that's such a, one of her books. Because in her other timeline, her job is she's a death doula. Oh. So she, like, helps people transition into the afterlife by, you know, like, helping them wrap up what they want to do or whatever, oh, you know. Oh, okay. So, but it's, like, very Egypty, right? Uh, because they're, you know, okay. like. Hey, in, this sounds yeah. entertaining.
1: It was best. pretty.
0: Yeah. I I'm gonna go back and finish reading it. I gotta find out if she keeps fucking that Egyptologist or not. All right. I'll I'll go finish it.
1: Well, now everyone listening to this needs to know. Mm. Does she fuck the Egyptologist?
0: Uh, at least once. Good. I'll 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 let you know. Deets. Yeah. I'll let you know how sweaty it gets. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, if you have some sweaty <laughs> details of. Don't send them to us. Send us
0: ghost stories. (laughs) Oh, no, Amy, you were about to get dick pics in our DMs.
1: So close. Thank God I stopped myself. Oh, gosh. I should have had all that wine in the top two minutes of this episode. Um, Yeah, please send them elsewhere. But if you got ghosts, Stories for us. We would uh, love to have them. You can send them to our email at upghostandpersonal at gmail.com or drop us a line or visit our website, uh, bansheesandboos.com. Click a little button that says see new ghost. That's right. And if you'd like to see
0: some pictures that go along with this, go over to Instagram and follow us at Banshees and Booze. And oh, no, there was a curse on our Twitter account and nothing happens over there. We're at Banshees mm, and yeah. Booze. So cursed. <laughs> Uh, and, <laughs> Super cursed! Uh,
1: please rate, review, and subscribe to us. Otherwise, you might get cursed by by a fair uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. On me. Uh, yeah. You might wherever you get your podcasts. We're everywhere. And um, hey, Amy, she's looking at her research. She's like, yeah. "What did I talk <laughs> yeah, about today?" Oh, yeah, yeah, did, yes, Amy. I my name If you see a ghost. Be sure
0: to not make some jesting Sally. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: I know I that that, that just say.
1: came from your memory. I know it did. I, yeah. I
0: definitely did not highlight no. it on my uh, research. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, uh, now that's a jesting Sally uh, right there. Five of us <laughs> seen a jesting Sally? Oh my God, a jesting Sally. <laughs> the language. It's so good.
0: I love it. Hey, Amy. Yes, Tammy. I closed my research. I have nothing to reference. Why did you do that? Go- uh, if, if you see a
1: ghost. Uh, um. 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 <laughs> Uh, what the fuck did we talk about today? <laughs> oh no, she's, so cursed. she's cursed. She's cursed. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. If you see a ghost, um, oh, 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 if you see a ghost, send it back in time to CE. I don't know. Is that <gasps> yes? I love it. Did I, I say it right? It. Was it C-E? That was right. Oh yeah, it, okay, that's it, great. Great. It's perfect. I am so proud that words came out of my you mouth. You learned. You learned shit. You applied it. I remembered
0: it, too. I'm that's so proud. Growing. Growing. Growing, just like you're growing back that bull arm. That's right.
1: yeah. <laughs> See, there were so many good references. So many. I, compl- I just assumed that's where you were going. Well, I was but... going to do a donkey thing, but then I'm like, did we overdo uh, that? We already joked it, about it. We a did. Like, you know, we're comedians. We, we were it writers. was a... Mm-hmm. You don't want to. It was a donkey heavy episode. Yeah, that yeah. Is we for didn't sure. need to like do the donkey again. It was. Yeah. I mean, somebody, somebody might donkey, if you yeah. uh, if you're cursed, you might be, don- might be doing the donkey again. be doing the donkey. All right, oh, let's boy. get
0: out of here before we insult some ancient. Priestess. Yes, please.
1: That's. Oh God, I'm scared now. All right, <laughs> <laughs> bye. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.